everyone. Welcome to New Point Community Church. Thanks for joining our podcast today. We pray that this series and this message inspires you to grow your faith and builds your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Hello, New Point. I want to welcome all of you at our campuses as well as those of you who are joining us online. We've been in this series called Rent Free, and today we're wrapping it up. And what we're talking about is this. What are you allowing to live rent-free in your mind? Because here's what we've learned. Your life, my life, our life are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And so your thoughts are very, very, very important. Matter of fact, they're more powerful than what you and I realize. Now, as I said at the beginning of this series, I'm not a doctor, okay, in any way, shape, or form. And so what we're trying to do is lay the foundation of who Jesus Christ is and what he has for you and for me. So it's okay not to be okay, all right? And if you're in therapy, if you're taking some medication to be able to help you move along, hey, you know what? Don't be ashamed of that. You know, we, we all have our battles, we all have our challenges, and we just want you to know that we want you to understand that God is for you and not against you. And we wanna be a church that helps people to lay the foundation for a life that is full of freedom and peace and joy. And that all begins with the person of Jesus Christ. So if you're in, in, in uh, medical help, that's fine, all right? Continue, okay? Listen to your doctor. If, if you're struggling right now, and maybe you haven't gone that route, I wanna encourage you to talk to your campus pastor if you don't know where to start, because we wanna help you. We are mind, body, and spirit, and we wanna be able to take care of all of that. Now, here's what we're learning about our minds. Our minds is a battlefield. It's a battlefield. And most of life's battles are going to be fought between your ears. In other words, much of life, okay, that you and I know and experience is a result of what happens between our ears. Really, our thoughts. Now, you and I can have insecure thoughts. We can have fearful thoughts. We can have negative thoughts. We can have impure thoughts. And what we need to do is we need to deal with those thoughts because they can be debilitating in your life and in my life. They can lead us down a destructive path because how you think and how I think dictates how we live. Now, I know without a doubt, I have a strong conviction that the biggest problem that you and I deal with, matter of fact, the most important problem that you and I deal with is how do we manage our thoughts? Because they come at us in unbelievable ways. They come at us fast. And I just wanna tell you that there's hope for you and me. This has been going on since the fall of mankind. And Paul gives us the way in which we can manage our thoughts. There's, there's a pathway. There's an answer for you and me. And Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians. We've looked at this verse throughout this series. He says, for though we walk in the world, we do not fight according to this world's rules of warfare. The weapons of the war we're fighting are not of this world. 
but are powered by God and effective, check this out, okay, at tearing down strongholds. That's a perceived way of of seeing life and thinking about life erected against his truth. We are demolishing arguments and ideas, imaginations, okay, our imaginations can run wild, all right, and every high and mighty philosophy that pits itself against the knowledge of the one true God. We're taking prisoners or we're taking captive every thought, every emotion, and subduing them into obedience to the anointed one. And that anointed one is Jesus. Because here's what we believe. This is the foundation. Jesus makes life better. And what does he do? He makes us better at life. And so we wanna take all of our thoughts captive and we want to give them to him because he's the way, the truth, and the life. And so how do you and I live out this verse? How do you and I learn how to manage our mind? And why is it so important that you and I manage our mind? Let me give you some reasons, okay? We manage our mind because your thoughts control your life. Your thoughts control your life. I've said this a hundred times. You and I cannot act inconsistently with how we think. And so that's why your mind, that's why my mind is a battle zone. Proverbs says it like this, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts, negative thoughts, okay? Impure thoughts, fearful thoughts. That's why we wanna take them captive. So your thoughts have tremendous ability to shape your life, either for a a positive way or a negative way. You know, maybe growing up, you heard some things. You're worthless. You won't uh, 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 be anything in life. You don't matter. And what happens is, for some of us, that has lodged in our mind, and it's shaped you. Well, what I want to tell you is take that thought captive and pin it against Jesus. And Jesus would say, you do matter. You are of value. And so we have to realize that our mind, okay, is a place of where thoughts come together and they are powerful. We need to manage them. Here's the second one. And that is the mind is a battleground for sin. The mind, your mind and my mind is a battleground for sin. All temptation happens first in your mind, in my mind. It's conceived in my mind. I first have a thought. And then what happens is if I don't take it captive, if I don't manage it, then what happens is I nurture it and it grows. And as we're gonna find out, then it becomes a behavior in our life. And so your mind is the battleground for sin, okay? Look at what... uh, Paul writes, he says, I love to do God's will so far as my new nature is concerned, but there is something else deep within me, in my lower nature, that is at war with my what? My mind, those thoughts, okay? And wins the fight and makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. In my mind, I wanna do God's will. I wanna be God's willing servant, but instead I find myself enslaved to sin. And so your mind is the battleground for sin. Now, why we want to be able to deal with this is because sin leads to death. Sin leads to death. And so one of the reasons why you and I get mentally fatigued is because there's a battle going on in your mind 24-7, 365. 
And it's debilitating because it's intense. And it's intense because your mind is your greatest asset. It all happens in your mind. And so the enemy knows that. The enemy realizes that. And so he's going to come after you. He's going to tempt you to do things that will wreck your marriage, that will wreck your relationship with your kids, that, that, that will bring you to ruins. And so we have to capture those thoughts and not dwell on those thoughts. And then here's the third one. The mind produces peace and contentment. Life doesn't. Okay, circumstances doesn't. <laughs> Possessions don't. It's your mind. It's your mind. Your mind produces peace and contentment. You see, an unmanaged mind leads to tension. A managed mind leads to tranquility. An unmanaged mind leads to conflict. A managed mind leads to confidence. An unmanaged mind leads to stress. And when you don't control your thoughts, when you don't control your mind, when you don't direct your thoughts, you will have an enormous amount of stress in your life. You'll have enormous amount of anxiety in your life. You'll have an enormous amount of fear. But when you manage your mind, guess what? And you capture those thoughts as Paul was talking about, it leads to strength, security, stability, and serenity. You see, look at what Paul says. He says, letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to what? Death. That's where sin begins to be activated. But letting the Spirit control your mind, that's God, that's Jesus, leads to what? Life and peace. Wow. And so we need to manage our mind because your thoughts are powerful. We need to manage our mind because it's in the mind that the battle is, is waged about sin. We need to be able to manage our mind because it's there that produces peace and contentment. And so here's the key to mental health, all right? Here's the key to renting uh, rent-free, okay? Mental health 101, focus on what you can control. Control the controllables. You can't control what happens to you, but you and I can control how we respond. And how you and I respond by taking every thought captive greatly influences the outcome in our life. Let me give you an example, okay? The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, and Timothy was, was in a situation that was very stressful, high anxiety. Matter of fact, Nero was in charge, and he was persecuting believers everywhere. And at this time, I mean, he was just, he was burning he, he was setting ablaze believers who trusted in Jesus Christ. And Timothy was a pastor at the church at Ephesus. And he knew that, that, that Nero was on the lookout for him. Matter of fact, he probably had spies. He probably had police looking for him because he knew of the work that Timothy was doing. And Timothy was becoming very, very fearful. Who wouldn't? I would, okay? If Nero was running after me, chasing after me, knowing that he was hunting me down, and Paul knew that there were threats against Timothy's life and that a spirit of fear wanted to grab a hold of him and fill him with anxiety, with worry, and with fear. And so Paul writes this note to Timothy on managing 
his thoughts. Here's what he says. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardness or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal, check this out, personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Wow. He was saying, hey, Timothy, I understand that Nero's chasing you. I understand that, that humanly speaking, fear wants to grab a hold of you and the enemy wants to uh, 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 capture you with his fear. But I'm telling you, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. God is in control. He's greater than anything and everything that you're facing. He's given you a sound mind, okay, a sound mind. And so what I've done is I've just kind of reworked 2 Timothy 1.7, and, and here's how I have it, okay? God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. He has given you a mind that has been delivered, rescued, revived, salvaged, protected, and brought into a place of safety and security so that it is no longer affected. Check this out. So it is no longer affected by illogical, unfounded, and absurd thoughts. See, that's where anxiety comes from. Anxiety comes from illogical, unfounded, and absurd thoughts. God doesn't love me. I'm not valuable. I'm not enough. And what Paul was telling Timothy is, you know what? God didn't give you that. He didn't give you a spirit of fear. He gives you a, a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. So what do you do when the devil tries to convince you that you're not enough? What do you do when the devil tries to convince you when you're losing your mind? What do you do when you're confused because all hell is breaking out in your life and you're tempted to be filled with fear? You remember that you have a sound mind and you develop that and you nurture that. And so the question becomes, how do I develop? How do I nurture? How do I continue to live out this sound mind, okay? that Jesus has given me, that's no longer affected by illogical, unfounded, and absurd thoughts, okay? Now, this isn't magic. It's really a process. I wanna give it to you, okay? It's this right here. First of all, your focus. Your focus. How do you develop a, a sound mind? You choose what you focus on. Everything that gets your attention doesn't deserve your attention. And so you need to understand that. Because what you focus on, guess what you do? You talk about, you talk about. You talk about whatever you focus on. What I choose to give my attention to and focus on is what I'm going to be talking about. And yet what happens is your mind cannot comprehensively see, so it selectively sees. So you get to choose what you focus on, but whatever you focus on, you're gonna talk about, which leads us to what? Feelings, feelings. It responds, okay, to whatever you're focusing on. Whatever you focus on, whatever you talk to yourself about, okay, what happens is it begins to affect your emotions and you begin to talk to yourself about what you see. And you talk to yourself more than anyone else. And then what happens is action. Now what happens is you're driven by this emotion. You're driven by this feeling that you have. And emotion is not a result of a situation. Emotion is what you focus on, the situation. 
You see, the emotion is the ability to act, and your emotions come not from circumstances, okay? What happens is it comes from what you focus on. You see, fear is the emotion to move away from something. Affection is the emotion to move towards something. Sadness is the emotion to sulk and do nothing. And so when I feel emotions in my body, I need to ask myself, what is driving my emotions? What is driving my feelings? What am I saying to myself? What am I focusing on? And so what happens is you need to be able to develop a sound mind by choosing what you focus on, your self-talk, feelings that leads to action. Now, Paul says that God has given us a spirit of discipline. And so a, a, a sound mind comes from you and I living out a disciplined life. Let me show you. A sound mind is disciplined focus, disciplined self-talk, disciplined emotions, and disciplined action. What is an unsound mind? Let me give you an unsound mind. Unsound mind is unfocused. Your mind's unfocused. You're just letting everything, you're not managing your mind. You're just letting everything come in, all right? You have negative talk about all of that. You have counterproductive emotions, okay? You end up acting and behaving in ways that you don't want, okay? Which leads to ineffective behavior. And so what happens is this, you and I are called to have a sound mind. We can have that in Jesus Christ. And that sound mind comes through discipline, the Holy Spirit empowering you, equipping you, filling you to be able to do the right thing. Because a sound mind is a trained mind, okay? And what happens is when you become aware of your emotions that are not good, then what happens is you begin to ask yourself, so what am I focusing on? What am I saying to myself? And so if you want to identify, okay, your thoughts of why you're thinking the way that you're thinking, why you're doing the, the things that you're doing, you got to simply go back and ask, why am I feeling this way? What am I telling myself? Why do I keep telling myself these negative things? Where's my mind? Where's my focus? And what happens is you can interrupt and you can make a change and you can go back and say, you know what? I'm gonna focus on that which is good. I'm gonna focus on that which is right. I'm gonna fill my mind with that which is positive. I'm gonna fill my mind with those things that Jesus would want me to. And I'm gonna talk about that. And what happens is it impacts your emotions. It impacts your feelings, which leads you to be able to do the right thing. So guess what? You have a choice in all of this. God's not made you a robot. He's not made me a robot. He said, Dwight, you get to choose what you focus on. And whatever you focus on, you're going to talk about. And whatever you talk about, it's going to affect your feelings. And whatever you affects your feelings, guess what? You're going to act on. And I want you to listen to my voice. And so you and I can act in a disciplined way or a default way. I can talk to myself intentionally the way in which God sees me. I'm valuable. I'm enough. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm precious. I'm treasured. Or I can allow the devil, the enemy, to lie to me and say, you're worthless. You're helpless. You're unlovable. And what happens is I will be allowing things to live in my mind rent-free. So let me close with this. 
manage your thoughts because your thoughts, your strongest thoughts is where your life is moving towards. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you today for who you are. We love you. We thank you that you have given us the ability to take every thought captive. The enemy wants us to believe his lies. The enemy wants to bombard us with all kinds of thoughts. But you have given us your spirit so that we can manage our thoughts because they're powerful. We can manage our thoughts because it's in the mind that sin begins to be conceived. We can manage our thoughts because it's in the mind of where peace and contentment is produced. So we thank you today for who you are. We thank you, Jesus, that you do make life better and you make us better at life. And we praise you and we love you and we ask it in your name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more about us, please visit our website at newpoint.org. There you'll find past messages, parent resources, times and locations to all of our physical campuses, or you could just download our app at newpoint.org app. There you can find all those same resources just in a mobile version. We want to say thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time.